This podcast is brought to you by Eisner Award-winning Legend Comics and Coffee in Omaha, Nebraska, and supporting listeners like you. Go to TwoHeadedNerd.com and click Donate, or visit Patreon.com backslash TwoHeadedNerd to become a supporter today. Ha-cha! Yes? Ho, ho, ha, ha! Remember me, old chum? You jolly devil. Good morning, one and all. It is time again for THM Cover to Cover. We like to do this every Saturday. It's the Thanksgiving edition. Yeah. So we're all still sweating off our turkey hangovers and stuff. Yeah. Some of you, it sounds like, had some really gnarly conversations with your family. <laughs> That's how it goes. Which I think is kind of funny. Um, but, you know, whatever. Peeps, peeps be dumb. And Peep, sometimes we relate it to them. Peeps be dumb. What can you do? Can't help, can't help it. Here is how you play along on the show. You can call us at 402-819-4894. We are uh, talking nerd business, nerd news, all things nerdy, comics, movies, TV, anything you want to talk about. Video games. Yeah, yeah. And today we are going to talk about books without pictures, too. Correct. Joe Patrick, why don't you uh, why don't you sort this out? Tell them about this new question of the week we got going. All right. We got a question of the week here from JD Gotta Catch. Via the THN forums. With your family? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. We all know that Joe is a big fan of Terry Pratchett and Discworld. It's true. But what other prose books, that's books without pictures, are the listeners into? I had to think about the last time I actually sat down and read. I was going (laughs) to ask you that. Uh, I I don't know if Matt Bomb knows how to read books. No, it's been a little while. It's been a little while. I got into audiobooks because I was so busy reading comics for this stupid show, that I literally, like, the time that I had to read stuff, I would spend yeah, reading comics. I do the majority of my reading in the car, <laughs> listening to audiobooks. Yeah, I mean, same here. Like, walking the dogs or whatever. Or lately, like, when I go to sleep at night, I, I'll turn on an audiobook and it'll help me fall asleep, but I never get anything done. I have to keep backing up and backing yeah, up yeah, and backing up. Seems uh, like it would I had really been well. going through the Jim Butcher audiobooks because we just talked about those recently. Right. And God, they are fun. They are so Fun. And now all I want is the dude from Buffy that played, uh, what's his name? Spike. But I mean, what's his real name? James Marsters. Thank you. All I want is James Marsters to have a show. Please bring back the Dresden Files and let James Marsters be, be Dresden. Oh, I would love it. It's so good. Regardless, there's all manner of other stuff to talk about today. Hey, regardless. Matt Baum watched the deleted scenes from the Avengers Infinity War and. Endgame, and they weren't great. They just weren't great. That's why they got deleted. And that's what I try to explain to people. They all, everybody gets like excited about this stuff. Like, oh man, we're gonna learn something. We're gonna like, why would they put something in the deleted scene? <laughs> yeah, we would learn something about the movie and then take it out. <laughs> yeah, I think I think like the biggest I think the biggest thing you you learn uh, from the Endgame deleted scenes, uh, which you already assume at the end of the movie, is that you actually see Gamora from the past walk away. Yeah. When they're all kneeling for Nine right. Man, and she's like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Which, I just assumed that she escaped. Right. We all assume it because we didn't see her die. Right. Quite obviously. So shut up your mouths about that. Though why she didn't turn to dust with the rest of Thanos' army, I don't know. Was I, I did Iron Man know, know her that well? I don't know. You know, that, there's a question there. There's a oh, thing shit. happening. I need to plug this in. Oh, and no. And we'll grab, it looks like JD. Just keep ringing, JD. Go. Thank you for calling THN cover to cover. Caller who dis. JD got a catch. I had a feeling. I had a damn feeling. JD, how are we today? It's my question. 
It's my question. I got to call in. It's right. Let's get right into it. Let's talk about books you've been reading. Books with no pictures, that is. <laughs> well, obviously last week I kind of uh, buried the lead and uh, brought up the Dresden Files, and I just heard you've been digging into the audiobooks and enjoying that. Oh, man. They're so good. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> oh, they are. They're a lot of fun. But uh, I wanted to expand it out a little bit and say that, you know, uh, not just the Dresden Files, but kind of my guilty pleasure and what I like when I'm reading just fun books is I really love the genre of urban fantasy. And I know that that's a wide genre and there is more crap out there than there's good. Well, that's every genre. Really, Name one that isn't like that. Come on. Uh, I would say probably, I don't know, historical fiction. No way. Uh, there's so much bad historical drama. fiction out there. <laughs> Come on. No, no, no. I mean, if you just do like an Amazon search for urban fantasy, there is shit. Oh, I mean, I'm there sure. is I'm sure. really bad shit out there. But uh, just to name a few contemporaries to Dresden that I would put in that camp of good is uh, there's an author, Kevin Hearn. He's got a series called The Iron Druid that I absolutely love. And I'm taking notes. Uh, it does something with urban that uh, few Kevin have Hearn? done, which is <laughs> Kevin Hearn. Yeah, H E A R N E. The Iron Druid. And the, oh, yeah. There we yeah. go. That looks cool. And what he does. What he does with that is interesting is he gets into, uh, you know, a lot of urban fantasy, they go with like Norse mythology or Greek mythology. Yeah. He goes into Celtic, Irish mythology. That's kind of fun. And uh, yeah, it's cool. I mean, the character is like over 5,000 years old and the story itself over the series of books spans about 150, 200 years. And it's set in modern day. And so he's like, is he like a Highlander type thing? Uh, he's the last druid. Oh, okay. He's an actual he found druid. A way to, yeah, and he found a way to extend his life using herbal magics and uh, heal himself yeah, using smoking some weed. of his yeah. uh, ritual <laughs> magics and stuff like that. Yeah. He's really cool. Yeah. All right. Um, I'll have to check these out. These sound like fun. I do like the urban yeah, mythology I, as well where it's like, very, like magic and mystery and whatever, but it's set <clears> in a very normal setting that you can relate to. So yeah. you can have a crazy story yeah. taking place right outside your window, you know, Marvel Comics style, right. if you will. Yeah, you know, it's fun. Like like in the Dresden Files, too, I love the fact that a lot of times he'll do things like, um, you know, he'll be fighting a fairy and they'll cast, a, he'll, he'll mention, like, they cast a ward against my magics and he was about to kill me and I pulled my 44. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Totally. <laughs> yeah. You know, or he's explaining his wizard staff. He says it's six feet of uh, lightning struck oak with ancient sigils carved into it. And it says, and also when I swing it, people rarely get back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fun stuff. Yeah. I, I always dig this. Okay, so that was fun. We need to talk a little X Men shit here. You're caught up, right? Okay. Uh, no, I, I stopped, Have you, but I did hear about the big thing in X-Force where yes. they killed Xavier. X-Force 2. We, we X-Force 1. X-Force no, 1 ends with Xavier's death. X-Force 2, we see Xavier on the ground without the helmet on, and it is absolutely Charles Xavier, no question. Well, yeah. It's not the maker. It's not anybody okay. else. It's not the maker. We still don't that know theory never panned out from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that'll shut this up, and we now know it's Charles Xavier. Well, and it, well, actually, it could be any bald dude, for all we know. It's not like they show a close-up It looks like face. Charles Xavier. I still think there's somebody in his head, but regardless of that. 
they're yeah, going into the they're explaining why the end of the thing this is such a big deal and they can't just bring him back it's because he was the only telepath that could do that and now oh, we're going to figure out whether or not Gene can no, do it. No, that wasn't the case. That's it's what they're that saying. They have, to get, they have to get the backup Cerebro working before they can do anything. But it still takes a very, very powerful telepath to do this and store the files and move everything and grab the right person and all that crap. And that's why all of a sudden there's stakes. We don't know if we can start bringing people back from the dead again yet. Hmm. And oh, I wow. think they're going to try and coax Gene into doing it or trying it. And that's where I think something's going to go wrong or Gene is going to find out this is not at all what I thought it was. There's something else yeah. very, very of, of all, different going all, on here. Of all the ways for them to walk back the resurrection protocol to bring the stakes back into it, uh, killing Xavier was not at the top of my list. So I'm no. pretty impressed Look, with that. That is not that ain't going to happen one month after the introductory introductory miniseries. <laughs> Yeah. This is just another one of Matt Baum's crackpot conspiracy theories no. based on no evidence. I don't think he's dead forever. I think this is how we figure out what's actually going on with the resurrection protocols and stuff mm. and whatever well, yeah. shit no, behind I, 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 I'm not saying there's a crackpot theory. I'm saying that's what I'm seeing. That's my observation is yeah. that's how they walk yeah. back the resurrection protocol is they killed Xavier. So now we have stakes for a little while until they figure out how to fix it. And yeah. then when we do figure out what's going on, should we be doing it? Period. Exactly. It's gonna yeah, be then, a whole. It, it, it's gonna be a whole thing. It puts in a mechanism to put it to cast a harsh eye onto the yes. onto the whole protocol. Now that we can see it without Xavier filtering it, right? And I think that's how we're gonna get to see. Like we're gonna get to see it from Jean's point of view, and she's gonna be like, "Whoa, yeah. wait a minute! These aren't even people." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, she's one of them. Yeah. yeah. Admittedly, I admittedly I went back to the lake house for Marvel books for a while just to save on money and stuff. So. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but well, I'm gonna let you guys go because I gotta save my voice. I'm uh, losing it quickly. <laughs> yeah, you gotta sing tomorrow in, in church. <laughs> hey, it's a real concern. No, I just uh, I have I have I've got a little bit of laryngitis. So. Oh, okay. All right. Take care of yourself, buddy. All right, buddy. Uh, hot tea and whiskey. Talk it helps. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. Bye, JD. Okay, somebody else was just trying to get in. I'm not sure who it was. Uh, number one trending topic on Twitter for you is on my sexual to-do list. If you guys want to talk about to-do that. To-do list? That doesn't sound like it's like work. On my sexual to-do list. It sounds like shit you like, got to get done. I don't know. Yeah. Like, uh, it's a work. Now, I, it's, now it's work. When am I going to fit in all this butt play? Ugh. Jesus. I'm mm. a busy guy. <laughs> Uh, also on the list is Boo Boo is Over Party, which I assume is about Honey Boo Boo. What? I don't know. I'm not clicking it. What do you mean? It's hashtag Boo Boo is Over Party. Yeah, but she was gone long ago after mom married a molester and they took it off TV. And everything. Well, that was Sugar Bear. Uh, no, that was Honey Boo Boo. No, no. The husband is, oh. is Sugar Bear. Oh, is she still around? <laughs> Why do I? I don't want to talk about this. I don't know anything about uh, it. You know, I will read a story about them getting on a spaceship and flying into the sun. I'll read that. That sounds great. Other than that, nothing. Uh, here's, here's, <laughs> I clicked on the hashtag, and oh, this is no. the top tweet. Oh, no. Boo Boo from Yogi Bear has killed Yogi Bear in this leaked footage. What? Shown here. <laughs> I hate this fucking bear, please. Boo Boo would never do that. He must be stopped. Hashtag Boo Boo is over party. That is bullshit. <laughs> Thank you for calling THM cover to cover. Caller, who it is? This is Shonix. What's up, guys? Shonix, we were just <laughs> screaming about... Who 
even put this on Twitter? Uh, you know what? All of these top tweets are actually about Boo Boo from Yogi Bear. Why? I don't know. What is going on with Boo That's from Yogi Bear? That's why I had to call in. I mean, come on. <laughs> what is even what's happening going on? here? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't on. have a sexual to do list. I know. All right. And well, did you see Hasbro bought Death Row Records? No, Hasbro. <laughs> Hasbro bought <laughs> what? <laughs> Hasbro bought the corporation that happens to own Death Row Records. It's totally bizarre. Uh, because the company also owns a bunch of very huge children's properties like Peppa Pig and that sort of shit. Yeah, and now Death And Row. also Death Row Records. <laughs> what the crap? Nice. Can't wait for that movie. Sean X, what do we Hasbro want to wrap present. about today? Come on, hit us. Take, pull us out well, of this boo-boo crap. I see where you're trying to go with your X-Men theory, Matt. Yeah. I, I get it. I, I know there's a long game involved, and I think you're trying to, like, see it out because... But the problem I'm having with this is that it seems like the X-Men are fine with it. Yeah, a lot of them. Every are. time one is no, I it, it just is kind of confusing that everyone is kind of fine with it because Aurora is always there like hello, welcome, you know, so and so. Yeah, she's like you a cult, so charismatic so. right. cult leader almost. Right. Which leads me to believe so, that maybe they're not who we think they are. I think that theory still counts. Well, where the resurrection think, crap is like bringing back ideas of people or something or gently edited versions of people or something. Well, I mean, that's the possibility and that's what you can, you know, theor I mean, and it might not be that way. It might not be what is happening, but at the same time, there is just that weirdness that is going on in my head that I can't wrap around. Yeah. It's like all these people are just back. They're just back. Right. And they're all just fine, and they're all magic's a little weird in New Mutants. Who you know, the right yeah. her, she always has been weird with her dialogue, but they're trying to pull it back. But this latest issue, issue two with Sam and Roberto, there was a great vibe there. So yeah. it's like I like what's going on. I feel like the edit edit editorial there is doing good by trying to bridge all the comics without having to read all the comics. Sure. Mm -hmm. Right. They kind of reference them here and there. Um, the stuff that's happened in X-Force, I wish they would have done some, I would have probably jumped on board with that book right away. Cause that art is just amazing. It is. Amazing. I love it. And the covers don't do that book justice. So if you're uh, someone just passing by, make sure to pick it up and flip through it. <laughs> X-Force is also the covers not don't... what we thought it was going to be at all. It's not like, no, Murder Squad. It's what no. they said it would be. It's the yeah. CIA of Krakoa. Right. Where you've got the intelligence division and the field division. Yeah. Which and is that's what it is. Really cool. Um, and instead we've yeah. got the murder uh the murder squad over in Fallen Angels. They're not they're not even terrible. They're doing a totally different it's terrible. like they're not doing X-Men work. God, they're just doing bad. their own shit. Yeah, it's so bad. Um yeah, I don't like Fallen Angels very much. No. Um Yeah, I I didn't even try out Fallen Angels cuz then it appealed to me and um Excalibur just had a weird team so I I don't know, I might pick that up later. Excalibur's but, fun. Um, yeah, I'm a stick. And they they're really dealing with the magic side which I forgot. Honestly, I forgot how much magic really was involved in the X-Men mythos and stuff like that. Sure. And, and Excalibur oh, yeah. started digging all that back up. I'm like, well, yeah, I suppose that it was all there. Yeah. So. so, like, I think if we're going to talk about, like, ongoing conspiracy subplots or, or whatever, what I am finding is that there are characters that seem 
accurate to me. Like right. the majority of the New Mutants, I'm like, yeah, these yeah. sound like the New Mutants. Robert DaCosta, definitely um, like better than he's ever Cannonball, been. Cannonball, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, some of the some of the Excalibur people. Um, but then you look at the people that have been resurrected. Yeah, and they all seem a little off. Yeah, uh, especially Storm and especially Cyclops. And I think they're supposed to. Uh, well, why would I get Gene? In my opinion, Cyclops has been off ever since um, Nate brought him back in Uncanny X Men when they disassembled and had all that big whoop to do. Oh, um, he's with, been. Uh, I just. I don't even remember that. Was that in? Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, that was the end of Uncanny X-Men, which led into the House of X and Powers of X. Yeah, so he came, He they revealed he was alive again in the final issue of Extermination. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Extermination, where, where yeah. Kid, right. Kid Cable had him. Uh, and then yeah. he was in Matthew Rosenberg's Uncanny X-Men, where okay. he got his eye shot out and everybody, people were dying every issue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because yeah. Rosenberg knew that Matthew his run was limited. Is anybody reading this? Is anybody reading yeah. this? Well, <laughs> they, Rosenberg knew that when they hired him to write Uncanny X-Men, that Hickman's plan was already in place. Right. So he knew that his run was just going to be swept away. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I mean, I don't know if that's how they pitched it to him but he he had basically free reign because they knew hickman was hitting right. the reset button so he could turn right. well, obviously, out and, yeah <laughs> but no he obviously knew that he could kill off a bunch of characters and then they had a way to re- make them all return bring them right back. He, yeah exactly did he kid killed, cable he die? killed rain he killed rain off panel off panel yeah book. it did and i think it was even in an annual no it was uh no. was it in the was it in the war of the realms they, tie-in book well, I I don't even know if she died at the end of that because she died and then Wolverine found who killed her and it was a bunch oh, of yeah, like was, human like, like, like yeah like it wasn't even they yeah. yeah she was even like part of that that cross that and she's dead in the book but then she was part of that um, yes. miniseries yeah 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 you're right so that was a little the timing know, was but, off on that um, oh yeah, yeah I remember the miniseries you know, with all the other like beastie characters and stuff yeah yeah so i mean it was like this stuff is happening what is going to go on and then now that all this stuff is back i i'm i'm enjoying the ride but there's just i'm i feel like a ball is going to drop because gene doesn't seem gene doesn't seem right and i don't know if it's the writing or if it's on purpose she seems like she's 16 years old again yeah well and there's kind of creepy yeah there's also another thing to consider while it's fun to have all these theories Hickman is a writer that has been accused of uh, writing the character to match the story, not writing the story to match the character. Oh, absolutely. That was his Avengers. Bendis does it. Bendis does it too. It worked in Fantastic Four because of Fantastic Four were science nerds and you can get really weird. But even there, there was definitely some Hickman stuff that like he did to Reed Richards. So these characters might just be feeling off because Hickman's just bending them to suit his own I don't think needs that's it. i think it, there's more to it because there's so much evidence as far as like well we're bringing them back and that's weird right and they're acting kind of weird well i wonder why and like oh they were grown Maybe. in pods i and mean like, i hope that there's going a re- on yeah. there. i hope that there's a reason to explain I some of these things and then it's not just like well the story demanded it that the story demanded that storm act like a cult leader right I like that's weird. It's weird. We'll get it in the deleted scenes. Yeah, yeah right. The Where deleted scenes. Well, like, oh, I am a cult leader now. <laughs> well, and the whole and I, I'm not me reading uh, the Marauders, but I know that Kitty can't get into Krakoa. 
Uh, she just and, can't go through the gates. I mean, she, she can, can't she go can through go, the gates, but she, she can, can go, go on the island. Propeller. She can, like, drive her boat to the island. Okay, but, I mean, yeah. yeah, but, right, she can go there. She can get in. I mean, but so can these Reaver things, obviously, too. Right. But mm. um, the thing about her not being able to, like, use, like, the the portals or the his their, like, seed things. Right. I mean, I don't know why that is planted in there, because then my brain is going, is she not a pod person then? Well, she, she never died. Only, like, they didn't bring, I don't, yeah, I don't they remember. didn't bring Kitty back from the dead. She's been alive. We have, we have no evidence to, to 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 believe that Kitty was resurrected. Now, I here's the other just thing. the same Kitty we've had. Kitty is definitely acting very weird. Rest. This is not how Kitty acts. <laughs> She's like drinking yeah. and partying and getting hold fast tattooed on her hands I don't know. and shit. Like, Come on. Say that thought again, she, When she was with Pete Wisdom and Excalibur, she was doing a lot of partying. Yeah, I don't think this is out of character. For, I, think it's like, kind of I don't think it's out of character for Kitty as they're presenting her, as her, they're presenting her where it's like, hey, Kitty, it's time for a mutant utopia. Oh, wait, the mutant utopia doesn't want you. And now she's like, yeah. now I'm just fetching Logan's beer and right. this and that. Like, she was rudderless for a while. Well, now she's the Red Queen. And yeah, and so I think that it was in character for her, uh, just based on what had yeah. happened to her. Uh, I thought um, it was a little weird. Not as not bizarre like some of the other characters are st- I mean, acting straight up bizarre. Not like Behavior that, but. and personality are different. Yeah. She, her behavior might be weird, but I don't think she's acting differently than the kitty that I know. All right. I don't think her personality is different. Um, I'm starting to remember going on drinking binges. That's a new one. Well, I guess me. you need to read more comics. <laughs> I guess you need to read more Pete Wisdom comics. I read those. I loved them. <laughs> Uh, Pride and Wisdom was so good. Oh my god, it was great. Uh, but yeah, I, like I'm still enjoying it. Like I, I X Force Two came out and uh, it explained how the uh, super soldiers were able to trick Krakoa. Right. Uh, and I thought that was really oh, yeah. clever. Uh, they just like, well, here's spoilers. I guess that's comic came out this week. Uh, they just skin grafted bits of Domino's skin to their bodies. Yeah. Because that's Which why they were gross. like, it says like here, Domino yeah, is falling Krakoa. from the air in five different spots. Yeah, all the sensors were like, it's Domino. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. And then by, by the time it was, by the time they figured it out, it was too late. They all had a piece of Domino in their mouth. Ew. Yeah. And they land, spit it out. And they're like, let's go, Wolverine. It was gnarly. <laughs> all right. We got somebody else trying to get in here, Seanix. I got to let you go, man. You know it. It is nice to talk you know to it. you always. Thanks, buddy. Thank you for sharing our conspiracy theories. We appreciate it. Hey, I'm loving this show. Uh, See you guys next week. All right. All right, pal. Uh, Thomas Branch has a quote from uh, Tony Stark from a a throwaway line in in an issue of the Avengers. I don't know what issue. Uh, There's a sleeper agent in the X-Men. Who's the sleeper agent? Like an Avenger sleeper agent? Kitty. Why Kitty? She can't get through the portals. Maybe they know something. Maybe they know mm-hmm. she's a sleeper. No, agent. they don't know. Like the X Men were as surprised as she was when Krakoa wouldn't let her through. I mean, Beast was an Avenger. <laughs> yeah, and Beast, Beast did not Avenger. die. It's not like he brought Beast back. So he's still Hank. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who it could be. I hope it's Beast. Hey Thomas, what issue of Avengers was that? Uh, post it, and we'll rap about it. Uh, what and else we got? Somebody from. Oh, okay. Uh, the Infinity War outtakes and Endgame outtakes and whatever. So people were freaking out and crying uh, about the Tony Stark seeing his daughter because there's a scene like they they took out the deleted scene like right after he snaps just before he dies. It's like, what? I'm in Soul World and my adult daughter is here and she comes to him and she's like, father, everything's going to be okay and I'm smart and whatever and you did the right thing. And it's like, first of all, 
It was terrible. <laughs> it was not sad. It was herky-jerky. The dialogue didn't make any sense, and it punched some pretty big holes into how the actual stones work. Like, they kind of tried to explain the time travel a little bit, and I was like cocking my head like Bobo looks at me when I speak to him in English. Like, what? <laughs> it was bad. Thank you for calling, THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who dis? It's the nitpicker. Oh, boy. Well, well, well. <laughs> Bobby. Get to work, boy. Let me guess. You hate the Mandalorian. I love it, but okay. I'm going to nitpick. Let's nitpick Please. the Mandalorian. I love it. Let's do oh, it. Oh, thank God. Let's get into it. I had some okay. nits to pick, too. Here's the nitpick I've got. Okay. The key, like the tracking fob. All right. So he's like, how many bounty hunters know about this? And all of them are just like, yeah, what's up? We've all got these damn fobs. So you mean to tell me they've all met with Werner Herzog <laughs> and he gave that great speech and he gave all of them best Garcia. Like, I don't understand. I don't how know. They all got into, that. I don't think they all met with him. I think Billy D met with them and he was like, fuck it. I'm giving everybody tracker. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. Billy D says in, I think it's the third episode. Yeah, he's like, I gave him to everybody where the, where Mando shows back up at the bar to, to talk to Billy D. Uh, and he yeah. reveals that he gave out tracking fobs to many bounty Yeah, hunters. so I think Billy D met with them. And See, was I like, thought he set hmm. them all up with him. Oh, hmm. I don't know. I think it was just more like, hey, like he's just the I don't guy care like, who you gets have it. You to go to this address. I don't care who gets it. I think it was like a big enough job that it was like whoever yeah. gets it first. And if and if yeah. Boba Fett. That's how I that's how I read it. Anyway. If the Mandalorian gets it and gets killed, well, great. Everybody's got a tracking Yoda fob. Fett. We'll call him Yoda Fett. If Yoda Fett gets yeah. it, yeah, because he's Yoda's dad. Yeah, Yoda's dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, so we I love if he takes the helmet like, off yeah, I, and he's a like upright walking fucking Yoda. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Frank. It was. It's not Billy D. It's um Carl Weathers. Pardon me, Carl Weathers. Billy D. Is yeah. Lando. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh. Um, IG Eleven sent to kill it and not bring it back alive, whereas he sent to bring it back alive and preferably not kill it. So there's mm. obviously two different people going after this baby. Okay. That's a good point. Well, but he was sent with the same instructions. He was like, no, they said we can bring it back dead or alive. No, and no, no he, they told to they him. told Mando like preferably alive. Right. And IG Eleven was just like dead for sure. Yep. Was that it? Or was yes. he just saying it would be easier? No, no. He was like, this baby, no, my no, instructions are to eliminate the subject. Oh, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and, yeah. Like, I'm sorry. All of this promo art they keep showing me is like Mando and IG 11 being buddies in space. And it's like, okay, he was in one episode. Why didn't they have Mando repair IG 11 in the next episode? And then he could be a sidekick. Because IG 11 is also a bad guy. And reprogram that shit. And He's a robot. Not how that works. Yeah, nope. it is. You're not gonna go and reprogram him and make him sing songs. Yeah, and for okay. sure he is. Not how that Wait, works. Wait, let's talk more about these fobs. <laughs> so the guy's like, a man of your skill will only need, you know, the age of it and the, the last four of his social so security like, number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's hard to do. But then like, four two oh eight is that you? <laughs> yeah, that's what. That's something I was wondering about, Bobby. It's like you. So you you're telling me that in the Star Wars universe. You can just take this little um, key fob for your car oh. and touch a button and track Mandal and track Mandalorian, and it yeah, just no does it. But they're not Pretty tracking easy. him; they're tracking Yoda. I understand, Baby but Yoda. like the premise is that it's like. Yeah. They didn't have Baby Yoda. How did they know to track? How could they set it to track a Baby Yoda where they didn't know where it was or how to it's get it? Something in the crib or yeah, something. Like, I don't know. Why didn't all the bounty hunters just go to this basement? Yeah, no, that apparently because it's like guy. it's like what Bobby said. Werner Herzog says, I only have the last four digits of the coordinates or right. whatever, but a man of yeah. your skill should have no problem. 
And now all just of a kidding. sudden, everybody just, will everyone, knows, everyone, knows how to fi- everyone knows how to find Baby Yoda, no matter where they have gone. Here's the thing. Nobody we, yeah, knew yeah, he yeah. went to that we planet. We don't know if if he was given a fob that tracks Baby Yoda and everybody else was given a fob that tracks the Mandalorian just in case he freaks out. We don't I, know that. Well, they're, I guess. they're all reactivated after he took Baby Yoda. Yeah. And then when the guy in the last episode, did you guys see number four? Yes. Yes. It was great. Okay, so it was God, it was great. Um, but the guy has Baby Yoda in his sight, so he's tracking Baby Yoda, the guy that gets killed in the end. I yeah. mean, that's obviously what they want. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that's worth the money. But like, I just right. don't think you, they've you explained. Mandal- I don't think they've find explained the Mandalorian. And you found Baby Yoda. I think they just kind of hand waved a, a, the, away the technology. They're like, yeah, just tracking oh, fob. Yeah. They find Yoda. Don't worry about it. Tracking fob. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah no, uh, you can't. I can't just. Was- I can't just like take my keychain and say, "Where's Bobby Feldman." And then just yeah, drive yeah, to where Bobby Feldman. You remember last week and you were telling Patrick and I to fuck off because we were asking too many questions about no, Star Wars? I look, I'm saying, this is where we're at. We're in the nitpicker segment and this is what we're doing. Okay. These are good questions. Yes. I suppose so. Yo, okay. um, How did my you last f- thing about Baby Yoda. Okay. Yoda fat. Okay, it's 50 years old. Yeah. Yoda dies at 900. This kid acts like it's, what, one, two years old? I'm sure. Mean, they age differently, you know? This is a really stupid kid. It, what does it do for 50 years? <laughs> Yeah, I think what? Baby Yoda is. It ages differently. Maybe, I mean, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe Baby Yoda is just an idiot. It just eats frogs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it just eats like, frogs great. and does his thing. Yoda. This is great. All right, all right. Here we got. Here we have a, a no prize explanation from Sean X, even though they didn't actually show it in the show. They have better information to track Baby Yoda now because they took whatever the, from Baby Yoda that they needed before Mando took him back. Okay, that's true. They had him in the machine. They experimented on him yeah, and stuff. And, man, and, and Yoda Fett was like, what did you do to him? What did you do? And he's like, you don't understand. And the guy was like, you don't understand. I saved him. I saved him. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy that. Yeah, they wanted to kill him. I saved him. Yeah, so we buy, don't know what he did. I'll buy that they figured out what they needed to do to track yeah, Baby Yoda's yeah. DNA they or They fed him a frog sure, with, yeah. uh, with uh, you know, a beaver <laughs> with in it. <laughs> yeah. Are you hungry? They, ribbit, they, ribbit, they, you know? uh, they injected something into the soft <laughs> tissue of his ear mouth. like they do on a wildlife preserve. And the frog slithers in and it's just stuck in there, you know? And then can we, can we all admit that the Mandalorian isn't a very good bounty hunter? Because, um, like, he lands on the planet, but Jawas just take his ship apart. Do the plant for this? Like, what are yeah, you doing? You I mean, like, the, on the Mandal- planet, that thing attacks it in the first. Like, hey, look, yeah. I'm the Mandalorian. I, I have my ship come down, and this is just me. I'm not even a good bounty hunter. I'm just a dude, right? I float down, and I'm like, there's all manner of shitheads on this planet. So I'm going to jump out of my ship. And I'm going to go, hey, ship, you go up into orbit and just kind of hang out. You're right. And when I need exactly. you, <laughs> I'm saying we've, we've got, come on back down. <laughs> we've know? got faster than light travel. Right. Intergalactic uh, yeah. space worthy <laughs> ships. We don't have like car alarms. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or, yeah, or like the last, the last episode of the ATAT, like we're really worried about this. Like get your ship and shoot it, dude. Like what's the problem <laughs> right. here? Why did he just go to his ship and blow it up? Well, I think, okay, for, in that case, I would say that ATST has guns that could seriously fuck up his ship. And if there's a way we can defeat it otherwise, uh, and I can fly out of here yeah. afterwards, I mean, I would much prefer the that. The answer is because it was way cooler to see them take it down and by that hand. too. <laughs> and that. Yeah. Uh, here's my last name take, and then I'll, I'll leave you guys alone. So in the very first episode, he lands on that planet. He's like scoping ahead at those creatures they ride. Right. Two-legged things, you know? I love them. I and want yet, one. One just jumps, like, gets the element of surprise. He's in an open field and he didn't see the two that attacked him, like, out of nowhere. He's just scoping the ones so far ahead. 
They're quick. That he just gets jumped. <laughs> but, but that's also Star Wars shit. Luke got knocked out by a wampa. You know, like he was what walking around the cave. And this thing is huge. Yeah, it's not had... like sneaking around. It just goes, and hits him. And <laughs> he got, uh, yeah, he got, he got jacked by a sand yeah. person. Uh, yeah. Right? Sh- shit happens, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. I, I, mean, I, I do think listen, it's fun. You know, I do think it's fun that, that Mando constantly gets his ass kicked. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, he's bad because he uses, like, secret weapon on four stormtroopers it's like dude come on just shoot them they're dead yeah but i mean like there was a whole setup where like we were like oh you want to use the the whispering birds like well yeah we're definitely gonna fucking see that you know and he's not gonna kill darth vader with it or anything i mean you know (laughs) (laughs) but i do want him to take his helmet off and reveal that he has a yoda face like he's a full-on Yoda face dude. I made a, <laughs> I made a joke on Twitter yesterday that uh, the hot widow was really macking on um, the Mandalorian, even though for all she knew he was a real pizza the hut under there. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Bobby, this was fun. We got lots of more people in. Thank you for having Down such it. a bad attitude. Thanks, Bobby. We appreciate it. I love it. it. He does, it. He does it out of love. He does Wait, it out of love. He doesn't see a bad attitude, and I appreciate that. We need more bad attitude. You know, someone's got to be it. All know. right. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> I'll talk to you All right. Later. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, so Thomas Branch, he, he said he misquoted. It was Hunt for Wolverine, the adamantium agenda number four. Tony observes in Mr. Sinister's lab that one of the X-Men is a sleeper agent and not a true mutant. Not even a mutant? Yeah. That's a whole nother shebang there. Yeah. Oh. Who the hell would that be? Thank you for calling THN Cover to Cover Caller. Who this? Zach Hollowell. Zach Hollowell. How are you, sir? I'm good. Just out uh, getting beer for a party going on today. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. Five-year-old's birthday party. We're going to just rip it up. Yeah, yeah hey. All you right. have to have booze at a kid's birthday party. It's it's 12 p.m. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to a kid's birthday party without booze. I'll tell you what. <laughs> the good well, thing about Chuck E. Cheese, they serve beer. That's the great thing about your kids being friends with your friend's kids is your friend's kids come over and just have beer. Oh, cool. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's all right. All right. What else do you want to rap about other than, you know, drinking beer oh, at birthday parties? You guys haven't talked about the Mandalorian yet, have you? We were just we were just it. talking about. We it. were nitpicking oh, it a little yes. bit, but like different discussion. Yeah, that was that was a joke. Um, no. oh. First off, um, yeah, like it's like every fucking call you're gonna get gonna be about the goddamn Mandalorian. Um, so, like, okay, the heavy, right? Mm-hmm. The heavy infantry. Mm-hmm. First off, you know who that was, right? No, who? It's John Favreau. <laughs> oh, that was the voice. It was John Favreau. That's fun. It was him. Oh, he was, was like him, in the period. out everything. It yeah. Was John Favreau. Yeah. I figured it was, was his other friend that's in every like John Favreau movie and J.J. Abrams. Movie. Uh, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the dude. Greg, Greg Grunberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, but okay. So when he comes back, you know, to save the day at the end of that episode and everybody's like, oh, it's the Mandalorians coming forward, you know, sticking up for their brothers and everything. Right. I was like, yeah, but I kind of also think one of the reasons that that dude did it was because, okay, now you're doing the right fucking thing. You know, because he had the big problem with you're fucking, you're being a lapdog for the Empire. And they're like, oh, the, the Empire doesn't exist. And he's like, well, fucking kind of. And okay. Sure. Yeah, I don't know. that's true. I didn't take that into account because he looked at the, the metal he brought in and he's like, that's, that's Empire stamp. Like you're working with the Empire. You're doing it. And he was like, yeah. well, yeah. 
I mean, I, I didn't realize maybe in like that Werner moment, Herzog like, is wearing an imperial upon. crest on his. Well, yeah, they shirt. got stormtroopers in the room yeah. and shit. You know, I mean, I guess I didn't yeah. realize that the Mandalorians might be. That would be upsetting to them, you know, because otherwise we had Boba Fett yeah, doing it. Apparently, it is. But Boba Fett also wasn't a real Mandalorian. Yeah, well, but, exactly. Yeah, Boba Fett wasn't a real Mandalorian, so who gives a shit what he thinks? Yeah, I think it's. I think that could have been like one of the twists to it that I think was a little more subtle that I kind of like. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't need that. Also kind of geeky, but maybe not necessarily straight on nerdy and also having to do with Disney Plus. Have you guys been watching this fucking Jeff Goldblum show? Yes. I know, but I've heard it's wonderful. Yes, I've seen the first three it's episodes. so fucking good. Yeah, that's what I heard. My wife watches it. She's just like, is he fucking high right now? Like, well, you know, that's Jeff Goldblum. No, baby. He's high he's on Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, in the, the last, uh, well, the last one I saw was about tattoos. I don't know if there's another one since then, but, uh, and it like some uh, yeah. dude let Jeff Goldblum tattoo him. <laughs> Let Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, the one I mean, I would too. Really. <laughs> that oh, Jeff Goldblum did that. You know, like no, I don't know what it is. <laughs> no, the one that came out yesterday is about blue jeans, about the history of blue. Oh jeans. yeah, denim. Yeah, and the one that came out Friday is about barbecue. And my wife's like, "So are you just going to camp out in front of the TV until the barbecue one?" Like, well, yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch. I gotta watch these. Yeah, definitely. it's really fun, and he's. I mean, he's just doing his Jeff Goldblum thing through right. the entire half hour. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really charming. Is he hamming it up, or is this oh, just, or is this just Jeff Goldblum? I, yes, just him. I think it's both. I think a that's just a, how he is. Because I like to imagine, like, nope, that's him. He's yeah, always yeah. wearing an amazing suit with like bright green socks and incredible shoes, and he's yeah. dancing, you know, like yeah. at the grocery there's, store. <laughs> you know? There's this great, there's this great moment where he meets another dude who's into something, and the, the other guy's kind of wacky, and it becomes like a wacky fight. Until like Jeff Goldblum like kind of grabs him a little and caresses him, and you can tell that's the breaking point where the guy's like, "Okay, that's not funny anymore." <laughs> I would end up making out with him big time. I'd be like, "Oh, this yeah, is well, happening! Fucking- this is happening!" <laughs> and then I have to explain it to put Casey. The- It'd be a whole thing. <laughs> One up him, just ask him to put on the makeup from the fly before you do it. Ooh. <laughs> that hair he had in the fly, disgusting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my god, it's so finger. bad. Pull, pull off a fingernail first, could you? Okay, uh well, I'm gonna go here, boys. Uh have fun. Thank you, Zach. All right, buddy. Good to talk to you, Zach. Have a good one. Happy have a good birthday party. Uh, so final thought on deleted scenes. It's deleted scenes from Are we Avengers. still talking about that? I just want to finish. All right. There was nothing absolutely nothing important or added to it they had like a del- Again, that's they had a why different they way. were deleted exactly they had a different way that like the black widow died that was almost cool but the action was bizarre <laughs> like totally bizarre <laughs> you could tell they were like all right this is where we're really gonna show what she can do and then after they're like that was dumb <laughs> hello hello thank you for calling dhn cover to cover are you on a plane sir no, I'm on my headset like usual. This is Ket Nerd. Oh, hello, Ket Nerd. <laughs> we just, How's it going? We answered the phone and we heard this loud sweeping, like whoosh. It was, it was, you know, Matt. You know, you're just, you're just too easily alarmed, man. Take your meds. It was, it was just a car. I just worry. Everything's okay. I pictured that I you, someone was flying and calling us. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to rap it's about today, okay. buddy? 
Oh my gosh. Well, first off, I I wanted to call him last week, and I haven't listened to the latest cover to cover, but I hope to God that someone mentioned the will help meatloaf, but how? Oh shit, no. Uh, but that's a great one. I don't know what that is. Oh my, oh my gosh, you don't remember? It was on the back of so many comics in like the late '80s, and uh, where it was like a. I can't remember the foundation, but it was like... Oh, yeah, it was Meatloaf, the singer. Meatloaf trying to help the... Help the, help the yeah, Meatloaf, the singer. Yeah, and he's the, like... The I gotta, God, Meatloaf. Yeah, and he's I like... help the kids, but how? Yeah, and he's and like then, singing and, and like sweating. I gotta give it all I got. I gotta give him everything. I gotta everything. give it all I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, right. I'm gonna give him everything I've got, but who's gonna help me? Yeah. And, and then it's the whole Marvel no, Universe saying, we'll help you, Meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and here's the title. Meatloaf, humongous rock star of the universe. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that that is the comic ad that is burned in my brain, and I remember as a kid oh, looking at there's a pad, the first panel, the way that Meatloaf is holding the neck of a guitar makes no 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 sense. yeah he's like squeezing <laughs> it like he's trying to strangle it <laughs> you know like, yeah and, and it's like someone else behind him would need to be like actually strumming it but anyway that, that so that was my answer for last week because I was like oh my gosh as soon as that that question went out I was like I'm like no Meatloaf but how. Uh, so this was for the Special Olympics, the nineteen the nineteen eighty seven yeah. International Summer Special Olympics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you would send uh, two dollars, uh, two dollars per, or five dollars for a cassette. Uh, oh no, Ooh. I'm sorry. It was five dollars for either a cassette or a or a vinyl record, plus two dollars uh, per item for shipping and handling, and you would get a special uh, a special record, a Time for Heroes. Yep. Uh, I assume by meatloaf, and uh, yeah, it would, proceeds went to the Special Olympics. That's pretty good. Well, and he's holding the guitar no, because the guitar has his name on it. Which, of course, right. meatloaf not being a guitar player, <laughs> he would have a guitar with his name on it. But if we see that panel uh-huh. and he and we don't have something that says meatloaf, how do we know it's him? Other than the giant balloon letters right above, right? You know. So it, like, right. if you if you, right, 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 right. if you look at that panel, the way I he's holding it, it looks like he's trying to kill a chicken. Well, but the way that he's holding <laughs> it in relation to his body, it looks like he's holding it right. like this, and it's going down the left side of his body. Yeah, yeah. It strings that's, towards exactly, him. Exactly. That's, <laughs> like he's whacking like it on his butt. Yeah, something. right. Like he's noise. spanking <laughs> himself with it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, man. I love that ad. I, I remember seeing it mostly on the back of G.I. Joe comics. Yeah. Like, I'd get those three, yeah. three packs, and it would be three issues of G.I. Joe, and there would be meatloaf on and the And again, back. there's another one where it's like, hey, kids, destroy the value of your comic book. Just cut this whole <laughs> right. Just cut this, cut this right hey, out. Hey, kids, yeah. mutilate your comics. It's cool. <laughs> Humongous oh, rock yeah. star of the universe. Yeah, I hope you had a business card that said that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meatloaf, if humongous I, rock star of the universe. If I ever, if I ever met Meatloaf, you know, like, that, that's what I would bring him. You know, it would be like, hey, <laughs> this made an impact on my childhood. <laughs> also, you're a good impact club. Well, also, and, you're a giant asshole. This is also whatever. a time where, like, Meatloaf's at the height of his power, right? And is they're he? Like, Me- In 1987? No, oh, yeah. No, Meatloaf no, was no. still pretty huge. He was still pretty huge. And, like... Height of his powers is, like, late probably, 70s, man. Okay, but he was still... It's like a decade past. Still yeah. a huge name. Well, and this is, like, eight years before and I would do anything point, for love, but I won't do that. Right. But at this point, the Special Olympics are like, we need a guy. We need somebody. <laughs> we have no budget. And, and Marvel's like, look, we want to help, but we got to have a guy. We like to have, like, we just did those basketball, you know, ads. Those were great. Who do we get for this? And they're like, I know. 
Meatloaf. <laughs> the guy's obsessed with sex. It's all he thinks about. It's all he sings about. And, like, and you know what? He's going to love this. These Special Olympic kids, oh, they're going to love it. <laughs> I wonder if the uh, album is just full of like filthy Meatloaf songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, I, now I really want to look up the songs that are on that that tape, that special tape. Oh um, Well, well, before my time runs out, I also want to. I wanted. I saw that uh, JD's question is for like book nerds, and so of course, yeah. Since I feel like every third answer I call in is for a prose author, uh, is it just for like book series or no, 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 uh, just, just other authors you just like? Nerdy books you've been reading, I and mean, we're not like. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, well, I'm. In going into the third part three of the um, the latest Joe Ab- Abercrombie book, I know I've talked talked about this author before. He's a fantasy author who I really really dig. Okay. Uh, the, the latest one is called uh, A Little Hatred. It's like really, I mean, it gets the the tag Grimdark gets attached to his name quite a bit, but I I really just think he has very humanistic fantasy books. His first uh, he has a fantasy trilogy that's kind of like a deconstruction of like the traditional fantasy trilogy you know with like very tropey characters but then after that he's basically told different stories in the same world but kind of uh using different genre tropes like he did one that's like a very like alexandre dumas uh like swashbuckling revenge story then he did another book that's basically like hamburger hill but in a fantasy world like it's a war Oh, it's a war novel, basically just about a battle. Is that the blade the itself? Heroes. Is that that one? The the, the blade itself is uh, is a part of the original fantasy trilogy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then and then he did one that was basically like a western called Far Country. Um, and then the the series that he just and all of those are standalone novels. And then this this book that he has out now called A Little Hatred seems like it's a follow up trilogy to his original trilogy but it also follows up on the heroes so it's just like a very fun interconnected world uh his you know like for my money i mean like i would go to him over george R. R. martin any day like okay for, so but but for, but, but for people who like game of thrones and that more grounded fantasy stuff he is just like uh you know he just uh, you know, he cuts the shit. Like he kind of gets right, right to it. Right. You know, yeah. so like it's like George R. 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 Martin without all the little kids having sex. Right. There's just like no brevity <laughs> to the stories. But like, no, but the, but the characters, the characters are very like, you know, I would say for fans of that, you know, that that would be cool. I've also been into uh, a horror author uh, named Laird Barron, who does that kind of, you know, uh, kind of cosmic horror. Ooh. Uh, you know, love, love Lovecrafty kind of stuff. I love uh, that. I, oh. Yeah, he he has a and and I know that a lot of that genre is usually in short stories, but he also wrote a novel called The Croning. That's that's really good. So if you like that kind of very creepy and it's told it's from this old man's point of view, but it covers events through his whole life. Uh, yeah, it's Ooh, that one's pretty great. Okay, I just added uh, both to my list. These sound awesome. I'm reading about it on Amazon yeah. right now. We were talking about it. This looks great. Okay, all right. let me let me see let me see what else I can uh, uh, pull up. Real, real quick in terms of uh, shit I've been into uh, lately. Oh, um, I know I, I've talked about crime novels. There's an author named Wallace Strobe. Um, so fans of like Greg Rucka, like uh, should check out uh, his books. There's ones like The Devil's Share. They're they're all with this uh, this character, Chris Stone, and they're very like heist oriented, smart. Ooh. See something goes wrong. Cool. Kind yeah. of. I like that. 
stories. That's fun. Um, I love smart yeah, thief stories. God, any smart thief story, yeah. I'm in. Like a like a a really competent lady who's trying to do things smart where no one gets hurt, but then of course things you know go terribly. Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, of course. For for the uh, if you're into like a more um, if like the the Mandalorian has you like wanting for like a Firefly kind of uh, space opera kind of thing, check out uh, Becky Chambers. Uh, her first book was uh, The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet. And then she has a couple other books in that same universe that aren't direct sequels, but they're kind of similar to Abercrombie. Like, he takes a premise, and then he just kind of branches out and just tells a different story in the same setting. Cool. Um, That's a great title. The last one of that was, yeah, there's Record of a Spaceborn Few. They're uh, they're just, like, good, just good-ass nerdy books. Nice. Uh, Nice. uh, This is a pile. I've got them all lined up now. I'm definitely going to check these out. All right, good. I, I, okay, I'll shut up now because, like, I do. I just listen to lots. I listen to so many audiobooks because I draw. I'm always drawing, and so after I after I pencil, after I have to do like the the writer brain thinking part of drawing when I'm just like inking and coloring, I'm just listening to books. That's so, awesome. Uh, <laughs> so, nice. I've been doing uh, it while got, I got cook. Plenty of those. Yeah, and I love it. I love listening to audiobooks while I cook and while I walk my dogs. Love it. Oh, yes. I try to yes. listen. I try sometimes to listen while I'm at work, uh, but I just can't concentrate. I can't either. Um, mm-hmm. Which might say something bad about me uh, that, that I'm really able to focus on them while I'm driving. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, mean, I think it's different. I think it's yeah. Different. It's a different part of my brain. Yeah. Come on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do love listening to audiobooks. Mm. Jim, wonderful to talk to you, friend. Hope you had a happy turkey oh, day. Yes, I- it was, it was pretty good. Before I go, I, I'm not going to, like, search it out, but my my Watchmen comment, the last episode was great, but the one before that that I didn't get to talk about, there's no fucking way Ozymandias makes a video that every freshman senator sees confessing <laughs> to his crime. And I will with that. That's, that was, like, the first thing. I was, like, loving the show, and I had my questions. I know I've been calling in about it. But I saw that, and I was like, nope. <laughs> Smartest man I know killed everyone who knew about his scheme. Doesn't do that. Doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, and I guess why? Could, uh, he got cocky. You yeah, know, come know. on. <laughs> he got cocky. It's a different conversation. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, that's a good point, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> we will talk to you later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that another time. All, All right. right. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Happy you holiday too, weekend. Thanks, you too. I will say the last episode of Watchmen the, was one of the single best episodes of television that uh, I remember seeing. This was the one where she was reliving the memories? Yes. It was stunning. Yeah. All right, so Watchmen spoilers from a Holy week ago. shit, it was stunning. Uh, <laughs> Lewis Gossett Jr. really is responsible for yep. killing Doc Johnson. Yep. Uh, all that stuff with, like, mesmerism and, uh, like, hypnotizing people. So cool. Yeah. So um, cool. Yeah, and so well done, so well shot. Yeah, uh, the idea that the hooded ju- that hooded justice oh. is a black man under there with uh, white face over yes. his eye slits That's or so, under his eye slits. So good, and they like the TV show, where, like they pull the hood off, and, and it's, it's just like, like a handsome white good guy. looking white dude. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, man, yeah, it's uh, so good because it add it adds it adds something to that story without changing Watchmen. You know what I no, mean? No, definitely, definitely. Like and it's like, added a layer to that to well, that continuity yeah. without having to alter. Like Watchmen, there the was still a very deep seated hatred and racism, and society was still very you know like untrustworthy, and homosexuals were demonized. And in this world, no, nothing's like that. But it's built 
on this kind of deep-seated lie where, yeah, it's still kind of like that. <laughs> you know, we've just sold you a different bill of goods that you think is better. You're like, ugh. Yeah. So good. Uh, so good. <laughs> so A Time for Heroes uh, is just a single uh, by Meatloaf with Brian May from Queen. Oh, no shit. Uh, Should we play it on the show? I've got a link right here. Time for heroes. Let me get. Let me post the link in the chat. No, no. dude. I'm gonna, okay, post the link and I'll play it, and they'll all be able to hear it. And uh, we'll just gently, maybe we'll just gently go out with some discussion of our books we've been reading, to the sweet dulcet tunes of Meatloaf and Brian May doing a Time for Heroes. Yeah, because I guarantee that shit is not copyrighted anymore. Ain't nobody, ain't, ain't nobody coming for us. Uh, Plus, it was for charity, so fuck off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for the 1987 Special Olympics. We're not taking any money out of their mouths. Um, we've got some... I mean, I know we started a little late, but uh, we do have several voicemails. This is a time for heroes, bro. Listen to this. I feel heroic already. I totally. We're doing it. We're helping the Special Olympics. Look. <laughs> Man. Maybe this should be the new cover to cover theme. This is great. Well, let's not push it. <laughs> it totally sounds like like Meatloaf was like, all right, I did it. I wrote the theme for Rocky 3. Here it is. And they're like, oh, Meatloaf, we're gonna we're kind of going back to Survivor on that one. And they're gonna I'm sorry, but no, I'm sure there's did, something you and Brian did, May can do with that. <laughs> he did write it especially for the Special Olympics. Uh yeah. So we have some voicemails. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let me kick uh, this one. So the first one's from Brian Domingos. All right. It came late on Saturday. Brian Domingos. Oh, did we miss him last Saturday? Or? He was traveling. He couldn't call in. Oh, okay. That's not his fault. I mean, I expect him to do his goddamn job, but that's not his fault. You know how it goes. All right. Turn that on. Let me go over here. Boom. Brian Domingos. What date was that? Is it start? Yes, it's start. It was a week ago today. Google Voice? Yep. Yes. There it is. 508. Oh, whoops. Uh, there we go. All right, Brian, take it away. I'm so excited to listen to all these audiobooks. This is awesome. <laughs> I was kind of stuck in a rut, and I'll talk about it in a minute here. It's a good rut to be stuck in, though. Hey, guys. It's Brian Domingos. I am leaving a very late voicemail. Um, but I uh, couldn't, I was traveling today, so I missed out on the other part. Um, I am very psyched for um, Titans, so the new uh, ad that they yes. did for the teaser for the final episode. I can't believe that it's the end of the season already because it's been um, amazing and really great. And I'm glad Joe is getting caught up because it deserves everyone looking at it. Um, and we've got Crisis coming up soon, and I'm avoiding any future notifications of who anyone is or special cameos because I just, um, they've told us too much at this point and I just want to experience agree. it um, as purely as possible. Um, I'll watch all the nights of the, the dumb shows that they have because it seems exciting and fun and um, I sometimes miss being excited about stuff like that um, on a regular basis. So we've got a lot of great um, DC TV, which is so much fun and um and star girl's coming that's coming in a couple weeks i totally and, um, forgot is it really a couple weeks great. yeah um i totally forgot about i can't Stargirl. wait to see it um hope you guys have a good week later but star girl is now on the cw right it's not just no it's on the dc app is it only there mm-hmm. okay i thought for some reason it was getting a tv show oh um i think that they are they are going to like um 
Like air it later? They're going to air it like the week after or whatever. So it'll air on DC app and then the week later it'll air on the CW. Okay. For people that don't have the app. I think that's what, something like that. Um, oh, so yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, what the fuck was that? James Randall. Uh, <laughs> He's uh, coming in hot. <laughs> the, the Titans season two finale was uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Haven't Dick Grayson is now Nightwing and it's awesome. The pictures look great. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It it's such a fun show. Titans is a really good show. Yeah, uh, I'm three behind. I got to catch up. Oh I gotta yeah, finish. Um, you know what's not? You know what I gave up on? Batwoman. It's not good. It's not good. And, I, and not because it's like, oh, like oh, that's not my Batwoman. It's a boring show. Like I don't think Batwoman is bad, but like I think it's boring. I I watch it and I'm like, oh, never. Yeah, like it's just kind of paint, it, it's just not like it's completely paint by numbers. Like Supergirl, Supergirl show. is a show that does a lot of things that I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but Batwoman is just like. All right, it, it, we're it, just doing this. They're again. not taking any chances, and yeah. it feels like we already took our biggest chance. She's a lesbian. Like, okay, great, I get it. Uh, well, I mean, I they mean, don't. I mean, that's like to be fair to them, that like it's part of the show, and it's not really like a yeah. Like they're not selling it like no, that. But I'm, but think, it's I'm just, just like, saying that is where the chances ended. Yeah, now it's just completely paint by numbers superhero A B C D. Like you can predict what's coming. There's nothing major happening. It's just oh, Batman is a woman. Okay. It's kind of it's, it's kind of like early seasons of Arrow where it's just like the yeah. same thing every week. Yeah. Um, it's I like, watched okay, five well, episodes and I went, done. Yeah. So, and now Batwoman has to rescue somebody else from Alice. Right. Okay. Well, now Alice is working with this guy with no face. Okay. Yeah. But it, it's just, it's. You know what it is? It's He-Man and the Masters of the Universe where it's like, something's gone wrong. Who could be behind it? <gasps> it's Skeletor. It's always fucking Skeletor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every time it's Skeletor. Yeah. Right? I, you know? <laughs> I, I agree. It's it's very samey week in and week out. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, the other shows make, even though there, there might be an overarching plot to like this season of The Flash, there's still like interesting things that yeah. they do in like. One episode, it's Barry and Ralph on a wacky detective caper. Right. Um, and they're, they're, you know what it is? They're not having any fun with it at all. Yeah, it's no they're fun. They're trying to be very serious and gritty and blah, she's tough and she's mean. And I get that. But it's like, we already have that with Batman. Can we maybe have her stand out a little differently? I mean, instead of just being female Batman, you know? Yeah. It, it's yeah. just, I don't know. It's not yeah, me. I agree. It's, it's, it's boring. It's it's what it, it's fine and, and it's not right. more than fine. It suffers from everything that I hated about Arrow minus the murder. Sure. She's not murdering people. Right. I appreciate that. Whereas Arrow is just like shooting arrows in people's eyes and through their mouth and like, <laughs> yeah, crime is dead. You know? <laughs> Whoa, Green Arrow, dude. <laughs> you know? uh, Harley Quinn also debuted on Friday. Harley Quinn debuted on Friday. I didn't care for it at all. Now, I didn't. It wasn't because I don't like Harley Quinn. And it, 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 that's not my problem with it at all. They tried to make it so edgy and so like Deadpooled yeah. that she was just like, I'm going to drop a bunch of F-bombs because we're flipping cartoons on their head on this show, baby. Yeah. It's adult. Uh, like I, that, I had several moments during Harley Quinn where I did laugh. I did um, not. I, I thought that it, had, it landed some good jokes. Um, but, and this is the same problem I have with the Titans. Uh, my main criticism with the Titans I have no problem with cursing. No. But 
superhero characters cursing is out of place. It feels forced. It feels, well, okay, it can be done. And had they done it at certain moments, like when Poison Ivy was like, really? This is what we're fucking doing? You know, like, I would be okay with that. But but every other line where it's just like, fuck you, Mr. J, I'm fucking single and get fucked. Yeah. And it's like, in the the Titan season finale, uh, something happens and Dove of Hawk and Dove goes what the fuck like no no it's yeah. not it's not again hellblazer an r-rated whatever yes i'm fine curse away but i don't need to hear superboy saying fuck or or beast boy well, or any of these characters and even in deadpool where like yeah there was some cursing and stuff it wasn't in your face i didn't feel like i was listening to an insane clown posse rap where i just like <laughs> we're saying gnarly stuff to be gnarly <laughs> right it, like i feel like this it's, was childish and it was stupid i feel like it's these middle-aged dudes yeah saying what do the kids like oh they love to cuss yeah um, and that might be, but you know what? Like we've got teen Titans go, which is a delightfully funny, absurd cartoon for children. Right. And then we've got Titans. Maybe we can find something in the middle. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't, I, need I did. It. I thought Alan Tudyk as the Joker's voice is great. Yeah. I really like uh, that. That Harley Quinn is packed full of pretty big name. Yeah. Uh, actors. What's her name from the big bang theory. Is yeah. Harley Quinn. Uh, Kaylee. Kuoko or whatever. Uh, Lake Bell is Poison Ivy. Yeah. Um, Jim Rash, who played the Dean on Community, is the Riddler. Yeah. Um, Ron Funches is playing King Shark. He hasn't shown up yet. Had they just dialed it back? They just need to dial it down a little. Five percent. Yeah, yeah. Five percent. And I would have been like, this is kind of fun and clever, and obviously they're doing something kind of adult here, but it doesn't come off adult. It comes off as it's written by high school. It comes off as childish. Yeah, it's childish. It sucked. Um, But that all that said, like I do think Titans is a really good show. I just wish that they had a better sense when it came to the dialogue. Needs to be dialed back two percent, literally two percent, and it's fine. But this latest Harley Quinn. 15 to 20 just dial it back a little bit and it would be still be wacky yeah. and fun you know and you, you could do it adult in the same way that like ren and stimpy was an adult cartoon and ren and stimpy weren't sure. flipping us off and cussing you know and like all the time like it was there was some wacky violent weird shit yeah I, I think that you can strike a balance i think you yeah. can you can tell a, a, a you can tell a tale for mature readers without being childish about it right, we gotta finish this up because i gotta <laughs> I gotta meet my friend in 10 minutes. Oh, well. Nerds, it is Jimmy here sending in my MP3 oh. answer to question Jimmy. of the week. Jimmy. Um, so our favorite <laughs> prose, like our favorite books. Can I have three answers, please? I'm, I'll be as quick mm. as possible, but I got three answers for this question, so bear with me. Number one, of course, I'm going to go with Joe. You and I have got very similar tastes, mate. I love Terry Pratchett. Everything that man wrote was absolute gold. Like, holy shit, 10 out of 10. Everything he wrote was beautiful. I'm actually curious, Joe. I've got in my hands right now a uh, book by Terry Pratchett called The Last Hero. It's a uh, Discworld fable. It's uh, it's kind of like a kid's book almost. There's lots and lots of words, but there's some full-page illustrations. Yes. It's really, really cool. It's a story about Rincewind. And, um, yeah, I'm just wondering if you've read that, mate. So if you haven't, check it out. Let me know. I'll see what I can do to help you out. Oh. Um, also, lately, I have been on a bit of a kick. I've, I've dropped off the comics a little bit, and I'm reading actual books. Uh, I spoke a while ago about how I've sort of gone balls deep into uh, 40k, Warhammer, and I've started picking up the Horus Heresy, 
uh, books. So uh, Dan good. Abnett, They're we should so all know that name. Good. He writes oh uh, some really good Warhammer books, like really, really yeah. well done. Excellent. So stuff. I'm absolutely loving those. But here's the big kicker. This is what I've been reading a bit lately. So for my job, I manage a video game store here in Australia. I've been doing it for about seven years. Um, Kind of only been really taking it very seriously for the last two or three years and, you know, really diving into the management side of it. Now, I picked up a book recently. It's from the Disney Institute. It is called Be Our Guest, Perfecting the Art of Customer Service. And I'm reading this to just be better at what I do and get my team better at what they do. I figured, you know, if... The, the, there's a reason why Disney is so goddamn successful, and if I can racial glean just a little bit of that information <laughs> from this book, then happy days. Because I mean, it's getting pretty big here in Australia. Can you believe we've got Black Friday? Black Friday starts tomorrow for me. I've had a rather large week. Tomorrow's going to be ridiculously fun and exhausting and horrible. I'm going to make a lot of money, and I'm going to take some of the things I've learned from this book. Be our guest. So for the first time in my life, I'm reading something that's not really a novel. It's going to help me with my career. Uh, so those are my three Pretty answers. Good. What was it? Uh, Terry Pratchett, Dan Abnett, and this Disney book. All right. Love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Goodbye. Thank you, Jimmy. Okay. Uh, so yes, I work with book. a woman that worked at Disney World, and they make everybody read that book. Oh, really? And she has a very different view <laughs> of that book. <laughs> well, he's reading it from the perspective of right. a manager from right. a different industry. Right. Um, and by choice. <laughs> yes. Uh, Discworld, I have the the last hero, Jimmy, is actually the only Discworld, the only main Discworld book that I have not read because there is not an audiobook version. And... Or at least Audible doesn't have one. And uh, I was recommended that I read it in print because it is fully illustrated. Oh, neat. Um, and so it's... Who does uh, the illustrations? Anybody we know? Uh, no. Uh, okay. Discworld has like two main illustrators. That and when was that book written? It was a long time ago, right? The no, they're not that old. Oh, they're not. Uh, Discworld started in the 80s, in the 90s? early 80s, but it's it ran all, all the way up until his death okay. in 2015, I think. Okay. Um. But yeah, so if you have a way for me to read that book, hit me up. You know where to find me. Uh, uh, the last it's hero. Gonna it's going to be written in Australian, though, dude. Oh, uh, well, I speak Australian. Yeah, we have to get that translated. I speak Australian. <laughs> the last hero came out in 2001. Okay. So let's get to our answers. We'll save these last two questions for next week because I got to get going. And you were oh, late today, man. and that's your fault and not mine. You so, so anyway, and so. Um, Tell I'm with friend, Jimmy Randall. Why would you? Why would you make plans so close after the end of cover to cover when you know we always go? I long? didn't. Casey did. This is her showing her power. So mm. uh, right. I am totally with James on the Warhammer Forty Thousand books that Dan Abnett wrote. They are amazing, and it is super gnarly nihilist sci-fi where it's just like. This is war for the sake of war. We don't even know why we're fighting. Even the good guys are horrible people. Like, the universe is awful. Awful. <laughs> it's a terrible place <laughs> where terrible shit happens and there's no one to root for. It's feel-bad sci-fi written at its best. And it's just sci-fi with a fucking grindcore soundtrack. It's so good. Love that stuff. I've also uh, getting excited for the new Star Wars, so I've been revisiting some Star Wars books that I'm not going to go like all the way to the old Republic stuff, but stuff that is still in Canon. Like I just read the dark Lords of the Sith, which is all about the emperor and Darth Vader. Awesome. Absolutely. Excellent book. And then the, uh, Tarkin book, which I thought this is going to be boring. This will be a slog. I'll listen to this and go to sleep. 
holy crap, it's great. <laughs> it is so good. And oh man, those Audible Star Wars books, the ones that they made just for Audible, they have like effects in them and music in them and shit. Like they're incredible. Totally cinema. cinema. See, expressing her power. I told yep, you. We're wrapping it up. This is going to happen. <laughs> Woman, I can't believe that happened. She's not my boss. Can't you? Anyway. <laughs> Joe Patrick, what's uh, your answer? Uh, so, yeah, as Jimmy said, I was heavy into Discworld for uh, about two years. It took me to get all the way through them. There are 40 some books. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, I've loved uh, every second of them. And we're getting um, some kind of Amazon TV series. Uh, the BBC America is producing a series inspired by Discworld. So it's not going to uh, uh, inspired by the City Watch uh, characters from Discworld. But it's, it's going to air on Amazon, right? Um, I don't know. I thought that's what we, I thought. Well, BBC America has their own network, so I don't know. Um, yeah, nobody watches it, though. <laughs> sure. Come on. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, Discworld fans are uh, the pissiest group of fandom that i've ever seen since comic book fans well they're british uh because well not everyone's british but yeah they're real up in arms about the casting which of course is diverse and inclusive and they're like not my Discworld. it's like simmer down guys yeah, i'm just happy you know there's racist and you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. um and it's not so much not racism just it's just like no this is what this character looks like why are you doing it different it's like that's how it that's, sure. that's how it goes sure um but uh, after that, I moved on to a series that uh, 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 Zach Hollowell recommended, uh, which is about a necromancer named Johannes Cabal. Oh, yeah. Uh, the first book is I called look that up. Johannes Cabal, the necromancer, and uh, it's about him running a circus tasked with capturing souls for Satan so that Johannes can keep his soul oh. at the end of the year. Okay. Um, he's terrible. He's a terrible person. <laughs> and uh, he is completely fascinating to hear about that sounds awesome uh the second one was like a detective story there are five books in the series i'm on the third book i kind of took a break uh because i got so far behind on my podcast right. blah 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 um i also joined uh the digital book club that uh tim benson and carl smith started on facebook uh the first book we did was salem's lot by stephen king which i really enjoyed i love that book um, love that book uh, then uh, they did Good Omens. Uh, hmm. This month they did uh, Isaac Asimov's short stories. Oh, nice! So yeah, look at him. Uh, I I'll post a link in the chat. I don't know exactly what the page is called, but yeah, uh, you guys should join it. It's a fun discussion, and uh, yeah. All right, that's what I'm into. I'm gonna kick up the music, and you're gonna give us our new question of the week. There we go. Yeah, you. Meatloaf and Brian May, folks. Time for here. I mean, you have to turn it down some. I'm turned down. This week's question was submitted by Jimmy Randall via the THN forums. Holy hole in a donut, you guys. The Mandalorian. 10 out of 10. Oh, boy. I watched it myself. That's a great impersonation. You Thank just, you. You nailed it. I watched it myself. No, that's British. I watched it myself, waited for the wife to finish The Bachelorette, and then we both watched it together. So here's my question. What comic, show, or movie did you experience and then instantly experience again? What was so good to you that it deserved an immediate second go straight away? Bonus points if you experienced it again with someone you love. P.S. I need to confess, I did exactly this when I first saw the Phantom Menace in theaters. So there's a Star Wars connection here, prequels to Disney Plus, but I feel the need to confess my sins. Please forgive me. <laughs> Don't worry, you'll be punished for those in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to everybody that called in and played along. It's always great to hear from you guys. You can always call us at 402-819-4894 and leave a message. 
If you can't call in live, you can shoot us an MP3, do it at nerdgmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We hope you all had a happy turkey day and uh, you're out there sweating off your Thanksgiving hangover right now. Apologies to uh, Mark Terrington, Kyle, and Matt Damon, who got bumped for time. <laughs> we'll get you next week. <laughs> but for now, this is the Two-Headed Nerd and Meatloaf and Brian May signing off. Let's kick the music back up. Listen to this. He's feeling it. He's feeling it. Helping those children. <laughs>